Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It should really be written into your wrestling contract that if you get put in a faction, you'll win a lot. Otherwise, why did you team up with these people to begin with? It didn't work, and now you suck. It also just allows a group to really find some momentum, and nine times out of ten leave their mark on the industry. And if you would like some evidence, all right. For I am Simon for What Culture, please do go and touch that subscribe button. And this is ten great wrestling factions that held all the gold. Number 10, The Shield. The Shield made their debut in 2012 as CM Punk's boys, but less than one year later, they had moved on from that and were cementing their own legacy. The first major success was at the 2013 Extreme Rules pay-per-view, where they all won titles. Dean Ambrose became the US champion, whereas Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins found themselves with a tag belt. It did wonders for their legitimacy, because even if you didn't watch that event, you tuned in to Raw, and there they were shining away. They'd basically just taken over two different divisions. Even after this, the trio were always aiming for top prizes, and it's why after they broke up, each individual has smashed it. We all know the deal with our tribal chief. Rollins is one of the best of the generation, and the renamed John Moxley helped cement a brand new promotion. I'm not sure any of that happens without what The Shield did, and it goes to show. Titles may not mean what they once did, but man, they still help a lot. Number 9, Imperium. A good old wrestling trope is to start a stable to protect the leader. He's usually a heel that doesn't want to fight if he can help it. But that wasn't the case with Imperium at all. Their king was Gunther, or Walter, and the point is, he was always ready to try and destroy someone. The cool thing with this is that there was an idea his soldiers were basically people he could tolerate to be around. It was so damn cool. Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, and Alexander Wolf stood side by side. And of course, it helped they were all European, just gave it a unique twist. In 2020, they completed this race as Bartel and Eichner defeated Matt Riddle and Timothy Thatcher for the NXT tag titles when Walter was holding the NXT UK championship. It was just so great because Imperium weren't fancy or over the top. They just arrived, kicked your ass, and soon had a bunch of belts. And did it help? Yes. Yes, it did. Number eight, the Bloodline. Are the Bloodline one of the best groups of recent times? Indeed. I don't think you can argue it. WWE really went to town on this one too, because somewhere along the way it was decided that not only are they going to be dripping in championships, they would hold them for years. Literally. As of me speaking, Roman Reigns has been the Universal Champion for almost 1,000 days, and he's held the WWE title since WrestleMania 38. The Usos also broke the tag team reign record and are still going strong, giving the impression that they've taken over the whole company. It ruled. Somehow within all this, we've been told some top-tier stories too, and I would go as far to say it's not as good without them being so dominant. You've got the whole blood being thicker than water, and if somehow they do stay together throughout 2023, go and give 
Sola Sokoa the Intercontinental title too. By that point, he could be the only champion the Bloodline have... And that's a big rut roll. It also means if they do drop these titles, whoever wins them will get a massive rub. And that is wrestling right there. All time this, no matter what happens next. Number seven, the two-man power trip. So as ridiculous as this was, given their history, Stone Cold Steve Austin and Triple H as the two-man power trip rocked. It was just a couple of jacked badasses kicking butt... How could you not like it? Given that they were a team with Vince McMahon and had their own individual status, this pair just ransacked the entire company and won everything. Before long, Austin was the WWF champion with the game as Intercontinental Champion, and there was a very real sense that they may never lose. If they said no, the answer was going to be no. It got even better, because at Backlash 2001, they defeated the Brothers of Destruction to win the tag belts as well, and seeing them walk around dripping in gold was fun pure fun. Sadly, it came to a sudden end when Triple H tore his quad and we never revisited it, but still. For the few months they did have it, it was more proof that if you're gonna pull the trigger on something like this, pull it hard. Real hard. Number six, the Four Horsemen. There's a reason the Four Horsemen are as legendary as they are. From day one to the end, they were pitched as champions. While they went through many guises, most remember Ric Flair, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, and Tully Blanchard as the most dominant version. And yeah, they smashed it. Tully and Arn were always winning mid-card belts like it was nothing, whereas Flair and the World Heavyweight Championship were basically best friends. You couldn't separate them. Such was the power of the faction, even when Lex Luger was subbed in, he went and won the US title. And when that happened, Blanchard and Anderson were also the tag champs. It was crazy. The real joy is that they could do it all, be it wrestling, talking, or just feeling like a big deal. And that's why they've become the template for most wrestling groups. If it worked this well... Why bother do anything else? Number five, the Undisputed Era. NXT's black and gold heyday had many highlights. But if you want to make the argument that when the Undisputed Era was on top, it peaked, I'm not sure many would disagree. The combo of Adam Carl, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong were crazy over during their time. And every single week, they put on amazing match after amazing match. They'd also taken over the brand by 2019 as they held every major male belt in the promotion. And yet, despite that, they never lost their edge... And no, I don't mean Adam Copeland. It meant we could spin every member off into excellent fuse that carried a real sense of weight. And it's why those war games brawls were so good. The antagonists were on fire. Even when they sped up, there was a sense of disappointment despite there not being much else to do. And again, without the championships, I'm not sure it has the same effect. They backed up every promise they made much to the sadness and joy of the audience. Number four, the golden role models. So while they weren't a stable per se, it's always important to remember that during the pandemic era, Sasha Banks and Bailey decided they would steer the ship as best they could. 2020 also saw Bales turn heel and completely reinvent herself, and as Banks was both her biggest friend and ultimate enemy, this just worked, even more so because WWE saw the potential in it and gave them everything. Shortly after WrestleMania, they won the tag team titles from Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss, which was mad because Sasha was the Raw Women's Champion and Bailey was going to do the same thing on SmackDown, so once again they took over. It only ran out of steam as eventually WWE seemed to forget what they had here, but that doesn't take away from the message. Once again, have a faction win a lot, and within a few weeks, they will be on top of the universe. Number three, the Elite. Between December 2020 and September 2021, the Elite really did live up to their name. The Young Bucks defeated FTR to win the AEW tag titles in a phenomenal match when shortly after, Kenny Omega beat John Moxley to become the world champion. Kenny would then go on to win multiple titles from multiple promotions too, so if you tuned in for the first time and saw these three calling themselves the Elite, yeah, 
It's right there. He then booted open the forbidden door and put the Good Brothers in the group, who just so happened to be the Impact Tag Champions. And this never gets old. It was meticulously thought out. So if you do want to say that Tony Khan potentially looked at other people we've mentioned in this list and just did that, yeah, he likely did. And it was the right call. Wrestling can be quite simple when you don't overthink it. Number two, evolution. You remember what we said about the four horsemen? Right here. That was Triple H's entire plan when setting up Evolution, hence why he rang up Ric Flair and got him involved too. Randy Orton and Batista would finish off the group so it could have a past, present, and future vibe. And it's pretty damn good. This all hit a high Armageddon 2003 when by the end of the night, everyone here had a title. Orton became the Intercontinental Champion, Batista and Flair held tag gold, whereas naturally the game was the World Heavyweight Champ after he beat Goldberg. The true success of the group was how it served Randy and Big Dave though, because without this, who knows where they would be. As we did go all in with it, both guys were able to become bona fide main eventers and at times even carry the company. And do you really think they would do this without also being able to wear shiny trinkets over their shoulders? I'd say it would have made it all so much harder. Number one, the corporation. I mean, it didn't hurt that the leader of this was Vince McMahon, because if the boss is running the faction you're likely going to be all right. There was another function to all of this, though, and that was ensuring there was a blockade in front of Stone Cold Steve Austin, who had to continually fight through them if he wanted anything. It was great. Before long, they had won the lot too, mostly because much like the NWO, their ranks just grew and grew. The boss man and Ken Shamrock were tag champs as well as holding the IC title and hardcore belts, and when The Rock joined, of course, he was given the WWF Championship. He was the jewel in the crown. It is important to focus on that as well because it ties in. The great one proved signing up with them was the right move. He wanted to be on top, and instantly he was. That's smart. It's also true to say that as a heel stable, the corporation really couldn't have been more effective because while they would always hold gold, they also always got their comeuppance. And there's one word to sum that up. Perfect. Know of any other great wrestling factions that held all the gold? Make sure you let us know in the comments below and don't forget to like the video, share the video, and subscribe. Then head over to whatculture.com where you can read yourself some articles. Make sure you come follow us on social media, WhatCulture, WWE, and Time, and Miller 316 If you would like to watch more videos, trust me, we have them. My name is Siren for WhatCulture. Thank you very much for joining me as always. And you know what? I will talk to you again very soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.